Welcome into a brand new Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Century Tournament of Champions, the very first Jock Market PGA market of the new year. I'm Rick Gaiman, that right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, we are 2,800 miles away from each other right now, but this time tomorrow will be much, much closer, my friend. That's right. I board a flight to Vegas like right now, tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm excited to come out there and see you fired up. For 2023 in the golf season, uh, we start the century like, oh, any, what's your New Year's resolution, Rick? More content? Oh, <laughs> better content, maybe. I don't know about more. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I make goals. I'm not, a, I'm not like a huge resolution guy, but do you have, do you have one for us? Yeah. So this is what I told uh, my wife and kids, and I mean it. I want to say yes more to them. So that could be like yeah. one time over the next 365 days when they're like, we want to go to Target. And I usually say no. I'm going to have to say yes at least one more time. So, but uh, but excited kids, for this golf season. <laughs> your kids are going to try to game the system, right? Like, hey, I need this new big toy. Is this the one time you want to say yes? Let's say yes some more, Dad. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, they're going to try to game the system. The Nintendo Switch is now in the house after the holidays. Right. So uh, big things happen around here. Big things in the golf world. We get started uh, in Hawaii, like always, late night tomorrow night, baby. Night golf. Yeah, ready to ready to rock and roll from Maui. Short field, 39 golfers. If you're here, welcome. This is stock market DFS. You know, this, uh, this is the absolute perfect example of an event Joe, because uh, there are guaranteed payouts in the jock market. And I'll just show you guys kind of what we were working with from uh, the last cash market that we had, which was the Hero World Challenge. So Victor Hovland winning the Hero gets the full $25 per share payout. He went for $650 that Wednesday night. So you're, get, you're, average, or you're getting a profit of $18.50 per share. There are a lot of golfers in this field I'm excited about. There are a lot of golfers in this field I'm bullish on, but there are... There's really only a handful that I think can win it. Uh, that's not really going to matter here because as long as they outperform their expectation, as long as they beat the price that you bought them at, that's how you make money here. Yes, 100%. The payouts this week with a few more players in the field are a little bit better than what we saw at the Hero. So, um, for instance, it, it looks like $16 for third. Yeah, so th they're actually pretty similar, 14 for fourth, but they moved down in that. Like Austin says, small markets are the best. Every guy who tees it up this week in the century is going to get paid. Every player in this field is going to get paid out at the end of this market. Now, whether that's $1 or $25, um, that depends on how well they finish. But like we talk about all the time, every player has their price. Every player has an expectation and a break-even point. And all you're looking to do is buy low and get them to finish above that expectation. So we can go all the way from the top of the field in John Rahm down to Ryan Brem. There's a price for everybody. Yeah, so I mean, just going back one more time to the Hero World Challenge, Sepp Straka made you money if you bought him in IPO, he went for $2 and 66 cents. His guaranteed payout was $3. So you made 34, you made 12% on Sepp Straka. There, I, I think it's safe to say jock market is literally the only market in existence where if you invested in Sepp Straka last week in any way, you made money. Yeah. Uh, especially at the hero. Yeah. I think he was one of the cheapest guys, if not the second cheapest that week as well. Um, yeah, it's so fun, man. I'm so glad we're back for another year doing this. Um, hello to all of our friends in the chat here. Thanks for joining us again. 
There's new things coming. The contests are going to be available as PGA Tour starts to ramp up. Um, we talked with with Jonathan a few weeks ago and did the card break. So they're just continuing to sort of innovate the experience for its users. And, and I'm just thrilled to be alongside the ride with you, with them. Yeah, so right now we are in the IPO phase. So for the next 40 minutes or so, if you're watching live and just before 9 p.m. Eastern time, you can go and you can bid on shares of golfers. If those uh, bids are high enough when IPO closes, if you're one of the high bidders, those shares are allocated to you into your portfolio. You can also short golfers in IPO. So we'll talk about that a little bit, Joe, in a in a in a small person field. You know, if if John Rahm gets to something crazy tonight, like $12 a share. And you're like, I don't know, man, that seems like a lot. You could actually short John Rom, And if he finishes below that, you would make money. So having both sides of the market, being able to invest, whether you're bullish or bearish on literally every golfer in the field. Again, there is not another format that you can literally take action on every golfer in the field like this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've seen that, um, you know, people do that as close to a strategy and just scooping up as many players as they possibly can when the market runs green. But like you mentioned, it's, it's all about that break even point. It's all about where the price finishes on IPO. For instance, right now, Will Zalatoris, his fair value projection is $5.88. If Will finishes 10th or better, he's making you money. If he finishes 9th or better, he's making you more money. 8th or better, incrementally, it goes all the way up until first place payout of $25 a share. And the beauty of it is if he finishes 14th, you lose like a dollar and 80 cents per share. So you're not going to lose all your money by dumping it into the market. If you play it strategically, if you play it correctly, um, you will be able to incrementally sort of build up a portfolio, build up a bankroll and continue to roll that over into not only the PGA markets, but all the other sports that they have available. Yeah, that's right. And uh big announcement from just, I mean, what was it, a week ago or so, uh, now live in Pennsylvania. That That's a big market. There were a lot of people waiting for that shoe to drop all the regulations. Boom, ready to rock and roll. Jock Market's live in Pennsylvania. Um, if you're trying to get involved and you haven't made a deposit yet, the code you're looking for is POWER. That'll get you the best deposit bonus available, get you up to 100 bucks, and we'll get you rocking and rolling in these markets. Uh, the final thing, Joe, and just for people who are you know getting in here for the first time, you can be as active as you want, right? You can avoid IPO and just trade live when this tournament starts. You can go get one share of your favorite golfer, or you could get 50 shares of 12 different guys. You can be as active or as passive as you want to be in these markets. Yeah, absolutely. And you can play it during the event, which makes it rather unique too. unlike fantasy and unlike, you know, some some markets offer live betting options. But you can literally play anybody in the field throughout the event as it goes on. You can have these bids in as early as three o'clock today or you can, you know, be fast and furious down the final five minutes of IPO before 9 p.m. like like I'm going to do. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so let's um, turn our attention a little bit. We're, we're starting in Maui. This is a golf course we're very familiar with. It's the plantation course. There's only three par threes, so it's going to play to a par 73. Lots of elevation change, lots of undulation, not a flat, flat lie out here, Joe. And then you throw in baby swag. You throw in guys that took a lot of time off, guys that played a lot, some new equipment being tested. Good luck trying to figure this one out. Yeah, we got a lot of fresh marriages going down as well. We, you know, players are getting locked up on the PGA Tour. These these women out here see all this money that's flying in. So 
Um, they're getting scooped up left and right. But as you mentioned, elevated status for this event, we've got pretty much all the top players in the world with the exception of world uh, with, with the exception of Rory. Um, so we have all these guys here. We know the course, we know how it plays, but there's so many unknowns, right? Rick, like six, eight week hiatus for a lot of these guys. Like you mentioned, equipment changes. We have injury rumors flying. Um, this event is one of those ones where I find, um, it's tough to really go on recent form that you saw in the fall. You kind of have to go a little bit more with your gut, a little bit more long-term on what you saw as a season whole and how that you think those players are able to rebound this year. All right, well, let's let's jump into the segment that we like to play. It's called Bullish or Bearish. We take a stance on four golfers, and we tell you, that's right, whether we are bullish or bearish on them. Uh, we'll just start with, with, with Xander Shoffley. You were kind of making the, the transition there. Xander is obviously uh, one of the more popular golfers anytime you get to a no-cut event, obviously anytime you get to the Century Tournament of Champions. He is tonight the seventh pre-ranked golfer, a fair value of $6.54 per share, which would ask him to finish about 9.5 in the position or better, ninth or better. And then the injury rumors and speculation started swirling yesterday. He withdrew from the Pro-Am. Uh, I believe Todd Lewis was on the golf channel earlier. I think he said it was a back that uh, kind of like some muscular stuff that he's going through and he might need an MRI at some point, but he's hopeful to try to tee it up. And now everybody's, you know, running around like a chicken with their head cut off. I'm nervous. Anytime I hear MRI on the back for a golfer, that is red flag city. Um, Do I think that it's been overblown just because we're all starving for golf content and something to talk about? Probably a little bit. Um, But I also think that, you know, if you take away those two wins that he basically had in back to back events, it feels like uh, he was pretty much even on the year. You see slight ups and downs. I think there's going to be a lot of players that sit right here in this sort of ninth or better mark, right around 650 tonight. Almost everyone is is pre-ranked, you know, or, or fair value projection right in that range. I'll say bearish just because I don't I, I don't love the rumors and I don't love the fact that he didn't practice Monday or Tuesday and withdrew from the program. That's that's kind of all I'm going on. What about you? So we've got a 25% ROI, average ROI for Xander Shoffley over the course of his last uh, 20 starts, 12 wins, 8 losses. I'm showing this right now. If you want access to this data, it's on my website for free, rickrungood.com. You can download it. You can manipulate it. You can do whatever you want with it. I don't care. Um, I think this is an easy bearish for me because I was never really highly invested in Xander anyway, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think I was I was feeling average on him. I think he's a great player. I think he always has a chance to contend. But when I look at a field of, you know, these 39 with so many other great options, I'm not sure the reward is necessarily worth the risk. And and you kind of mentioned it earlier, like these four rounds are guaranteed unless you DQ get DQ'd or WD, right? Yes. So if you are, so if you are, even if he is raising his WD probability like five percent which is a small Mm -hmm. amount still probably more than you have to take on here so there's a price for everybody you know if he want if if they if they want to give them to us for three dollars and fifty cents a share tonight i'm sure we'll be buyers but i i do not see a scenario in which he makes us makes up a significant portion of my portfolio and it doesn't seem like he's going to make up a significant portion of yours exactly the next golfer uh let's go to 
Hunky Tony, Tony Finau, $6.74 is his fair value. Again, a lot of guys jammed in the same spot. So that's ninth or better. Again, 9.3 for Tony Finau. He's been one of the hottest golfers on the planet over the course of the past couple of months. Does this, does the little break slow him down at all, Joe? Are you bullish or bearish on Tony? I think naturally, given the given the pace, the torrent pace that he was on, yeah, it's going to slow down a little bit. I still am bullish, though, Rick. Um, the numbers in every statistical category are maybe it, it, where he was at in terms of a career best. Like if you look where he ranks in the field, he's in the top like four of every major statistical category recently. 32% ROI over the last 20 events, 44% over the last 10 events. He's one of the top returning players on the season. Even before Rick, he was winning tournaments. He was a monster in the jock market just because of the, the amount of top five finishes he has. I feel like it's a great course setup for him, even though he hasn't had a ton of success just yet. It's another thing with like the the golf content and the rumors. Like we saw some little swing, uh, one swing video that maybe yeah. scared a little bit of people off. I'm not too concerned about it. Um, I think he's going to have a, a big year. I think he's one of the top players in the field, and I'm much more bullish on him than I am at Xander, assuming they're basically the same price as they're projected. Yeah, I think I'm slightly bullish here. So here's here's everybody over the last 20 starts. Uh, at best average payouts are, are Cantlay, Scheffler, Shoffley, then Tony Finau. But Finau's got a better ROI than Xander there. So everything that that Joe was was saying was correct, and the fact that he has you know really. I don't even care about this the swing video. Look at the putting numbers. The guy the guy figured out the flat stick right, yeah. and when you are you're going to have to gain 14 or 15 shots to the field. You're going to have to probably get to mid twenties under par. You're going to have to make a lot of birdies or better. And that's kind of what Tony does. So uh, I'm not like, I don't think he's the best player in the field. I don't think he's the best option in the field, but I am definitely more bullish than average here on, on, on Tony. Okay. Next up. Who we got? Speaking of baby swag, how about Max Homa? $6.40 tonight again, 9.6 or better. Coming off a 17th place finish out of 20 at the Hero World Challenge. We know that he's been trying to get uh, his reps in in between changing diapers. So bullish or bearish tonight on Max Homa? So a little bit torn here just because I think that in general where he's going to finish in terms of pricing, I will be probably bullish on that number. However, for this instance, we're using the fair value projection, and I think 648 is a little bit high, um, especially with, with JT below him. I'd much rather go there in terms of the fair value projections with his course history, his form, you know, alongside of his top end skill set. I'll say bearish on Homa, but it's barely bearish, Rick. What do you think? Uh, I'm definitely probably more bearish than that. If you're just bearish, listen, um, I think uh, I, I love max. If I like, let me invest in max for the whole year. But yeah. even if you remove the fact that he just had a baby, uh, who knows how much he's been practicing, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not sure Kapalua is like a great spot for him, Right. I mean, when you start thinking about where he's really thrived, uh, I mean, he won it at, at quail hollow. He's won at Riviera. He won at TPC, Potomac and uh, then he won at Fortnite and it was like windy and nasty and wet. Like he's kind of like turned into a little bit of a grinder, not yeah. so much a 25, 26, 27 under par 
type guy. So I, I think in general, I wouldn't think that this is a great spot for him. And when you throw in the other stuff, I'll probably just take a pass tonight. Yeah, it's strange. You, I, I, I took him in the in the Mayo draft that we did together, and it was interesting because I sat, I, I was kind of thinking about it, and I'm like, "What's Max's?" And you're the stat guy, so I'm asking you this: What's Max's biggest strength, and what's his biggest weakness? For most players, you ask me that, and just eyeball test, I can tell you immediately what it is for Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what it is for John Rob. For Homa, I'm like, he kind of doesn't do anything like amazing but he also doesn't do anything poorly either he's very well-rounded uh he's incredibly well-rounded and and ever since he oh my gosh it's probably been a year at this point he really buttoned up his short game that was something that was Mm. it was getting away from him and he buttoned that up and he's a positive player and then what he did is he had a spurt there was a stretch of last year where he was like the best ball striker on tour for i don't know 36 rounds or so and he kind of settled back but you're right he does not have one strength, one huge strength. He does not have one big weakness. He's a very well-rounded golfer, which I feel like is is so good at these places that he's won at. Right, like go make par at on at eighteen on at Riviera or something like that. You know what I mean? Like go go get around Mail. Quail Hollow in three under or something like that and grind this thing out. And that that to me is where he's going to have a lot of success. I, like he might he might win at LACC. He might win the U.S. Open this year. Like I'm mm. stoked. I'm stoked for that for him. But I yeah. I just. I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel this side of it. Okay. Uh last but certainly not least, uh coming off a of victory at, at, at last start, not last week at the Hero World Challenge is, is Victor Hovland. He's the fourth pre-ranked golfer, 693, that's 9.1 or better. Um I'll just tell you I'm, I'm I'm pretty bullish on Victor here. You get him in a spot where it's a coastal resort course where he's probably not going to have to chip very much and he can be rewarded for his aggression. He's a very aggressive second shot player. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. I I think that this, he has proven that this is kind of the type of setup you want to get him on. Yes, I would agree. Um, For the most part. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just play devil's advocate because we've agreed on everything and give you a reason for a bearish approach. Um, I don't put a lot of stock in the hero, so I'm kind of going to write that win off before that. If you go back his previous 20 starts, he only gained you in seven of them. Um, there was a run there where he missed in seven straight and he kind of turned it around. I know that this is sort of a can potentially be a flawed stat category, but obviously his weakness is the around the green and the chipping game. And I kind of place, I know the greens are huge and it's target golf and there's a ton of birdies. If you look at the winners, like these guys are tight with their short game. Cam Smith, Justin Thomas, even going back to like Zach Johnson and Patrick Reed always played really well here. Um, So those are some of the reasons I I worry that um, if he gets into a situation where he's got to get up and down from a lot of bunkers to, to in order to make birdies, that could be a potential weakness. But he's been putting it great. And you're right. He can just kind of grip and rip with driver off these elevated tees. What I will tell you is that in this format, his biggest weakness is that he's a very popular golfer and people hmm. always pay too much for him. Right. It's kind of like Hideki when we get to this later and Hideki is like significantly undervalued and that happens every single week. And we stare at each other like, Oh my gosh, can you believe it again? Yeah. Victor is always more popular than he should be, which I think does hurt his returns in this format. I think that is a, I think that is a fair assessment. Okay. Okay. That is bullish or bearish. Um, 
we are about, oh boy, 23, 24 minutes away from this IPO closing. So you can get your bids in. Now there are, there are bids rolling in. Wait till I reveal who the, the current most expensive golfer in the market is. Uh, he has already surpassed his fair value. Can't wait to talk about that in just one second. But if you want to get involved, there's a link in the description. The code you're looking for is power. That'll get you $100 deposit bonus. I mentioned it earlier, but if you're just tuning in now live in Pennsylvania, so you can get rock and rolling over there. Um, it is the year, Joe, this name we are going to say a lot, my friend. It is the year of Tom Kim. He is, as we speak, $5.73 a share. He has already surpassed his fair value, which was $5.64, asking him to finish 10th or better. Another very popular golfer who people are buying into the hype, Tom Kim. Yeah. So popularity at just meteoric rise. Yeah. Um, and it shows here, and this is the ultimate popularity contest. I'm like, I, I, I'm excited for him. So I, I, I feel that, but I'm also trying to be realistic in my expectations of him. Um, I know that he doesn't possess some of the top end skills that the top five to eight players in the world possess. Will he ever get there? I don't know. Um, can he win this event? Yeah, I do think he can. Um, he's got incredible short game. The irons are as good as anybody. And I think that typically you look at a course that stretches out nearly 7,600 yards and you say not a Tom Kim course. This isn't the case. It's one of those rare coastal tracks like right on the ocean with actual elevation. Every other coastal yeah, track is, is so flat. Like down here in Florida, the ones they're, they're, there's nothing. And this, you have these massive slopes where guys hit 380, 400 yard drives. So um, I don't think that's necessarily a weakness. There are a lot of wedges, which he's impressive at um, those, those hundred to 50 yard shots. So I think he can play well. Um, I've got my, I, listen, I don't want to reveal any stuff for, for our draft show this week, but Go ahead, I've got it. that eight, nine turn. And, and he's <laughs> one of the names that I've seriously got highlighted and honing in on. I think he's going to play a ton, right? Oh, I think he's going to play an absolute, and he's going to play and, in the ones in, where like these guys, like he's going to play in the John Deere's and the Wyndham's 20 and like, years old. He's going to do, he's going to do the 2019 yeah. Sung Jay and play everything. Everything. And, he's oh, going to be a way, favorite in some of them. And oh, by the way, he's already won. He's in everything. He's yeah. in everything. He wants to be in so the majors. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't fun. have many cash markets. I think he has 17 cash markets in his career, but like only like 10 or 11 or 12 since he kind of broke on at the U S open or whatever it was last year, yeah. last summer, he is returning on average. That is not a typo. 108% ROI. He is the like anti Tesla right now, right? Like he is, this is, this is a rate of return that we've not really encountered at this price point over that period of time. That's insane. He doesn't have enough starts, but I was looking at this tweet and I actually have it pulled up. So Jock Market did a tweet for the year-end biggest returns in every sport. Yeah. In NFL, it was Patrick Mahomes, averaged 20% ROI. The NBA, Luka, averaged 15% ROI. The NHL, it was the um, McDavid for the Oilers, oh, averaged 14%. In PGA, was the, the best return of any sport on, on Jock Market. 
Sahith Bagala was 36%. Tom Kim's 3x that. Yeah. He just doesn't have enough starts to qualify. That's outrageous. Great, great, great perspective. Yeah. Like three times as good as the highest returning athlete, not golfer, and athlete. All market. On all of Jock Market for the year. And he just didn't have enough starts to qualify, but he still had like a dozen starts. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. So cool. um, obviously everybody's very excited about Tom Kim and uh, his, his current price. Is, so what's is his price? That. So I'm going to refresh this here, but he was already at, okay. Uh, we're getting some move. Okay. So he is at 576 hmm. per share. John Rom just jumped up. He's 865. Also, past his own fair value for tonight. So we're asking John Rom to, at this price already to finish like seventh or better. Rom is um Rom's getting steamed in every format. He's getting steamed tonight. We see him get steamed in the jock market constantly. He's, he's like if if I went back and counted who's been the most expensive golfer the most, it's probably John Rom. Are you going to be a buyer here on JR? I don't know, man. It's tough to not like to say anything bad about him like he's coming he's back the short game is back the putting is back and that's the only thing that held him back he's still the best off the tee guy in the world he's still gonna score he's still great here he's won two of his last five starts and the other finishes were like top five so um he i think he's gonna have a monster year i think he's going to be the player of the year we'll see just because i think there's other options like i'm interested so he's pre-ranked number one I'm kind of interested in pre-rank number two, which is Scotty Scheffler. Now he's a dollar per share right now. That obviously won't yeah. maintain. But if there's a significant gap between Rom and Scheffler, I just feel like the public perception on Scheffler, which that's what Jock Market ultimately boils down to, is that he peaked in the spring last year and he's starting to come back down to earth. Um, which may be true, but it also may give you a good opportunity to sort of buy low. His last start, he, you know, he, he finished second at the Hero. He had a third at the Worldwide Technologies. So it was starting to click a little bit, right? Yeah, dude. I'm like, he's going to gain a half. The next time he gains a half a stroke putting, he's going to win. Like the, the rest of his game's <laughs> been so good. Look at this start contrast, though. So this is the last 20 starts for everybody. And I'll add a little, con or, or last 20 starts, but I'll add a little context. So Scotty Scheffler averaging 39% ROI. John Rahm over his last 20 is a loser. Negative 4.7%. Wow. Now in John Rahm's favor, um, that does not include the two wins in Europe, the runner sure. up in Europe, right? This is the stuff, the best results that he's had lately are not included in this. But I thought that that was at least worth like you're like Scotty just gets super overlooked in most scenarios. Yeah. And I, that's kind of how I feel tonight. He's kind of walking into this thing and he should, he's the second favorite on most odds board. He's the second pre-ranked golfer, which obviously matters if you're new to the jock market, all ties are broke by that yeah. pre-rank. So for instance, the difference between second and third is a $20 payout and a $16 payout per share. So if Scotty finishes in a tie, if Rom wins, right, and Scotty finishes in a, a three-way tie for second place, he's getting that $20 payout versus the lowest pre-ranked guy is going to get 14 So it does make a big difference, and I think you don't want to put too much emphasis on it, but if you're between two players at the same price, I think it's important to, to at least know the rule and know how that those payouts are done and kind of make a decision from there. 
Yeah, certainly valuable. And we can continue with the pre-ranked golfers here. Patrick Cantlay is is third. He's still a dollar a share. That's obviously all going to change. We've got 17 minutes or so. The bids are going to start rolling in here pretty hot and heavy. So so Cantlay, his fair value tonight is 786. That's asking him to finish about eighth or better. I kind of another overlooked guy because he doesn't do anything super sexy. But you look at these ROIs, uh, despite the meltdown at 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 the 72nd hole at, at TPC Summerlin, he had an 85% ROI. Obviously, the victory at the BMW Championship was huge. Three three big wins at the Scottish Open and the Open Championship and the Rocket Mortgage. So where do we stand on Patrick Cantlay tonight? So just it there's you have to look at anything we got right now at this point. So I'm not relying a whole lot on recent form. The course history with him isn't fantastic. Do I think that this is the best spot for him? Probably not, but he's such a well-rounded and good player. He can win anywhere. A little bit concerning that he dropped Titleist. Um, and the only reason I say it is a lot of players are coming into this with with the newest edition, the Stealth 2, the Callaway Paradigm driver. So they're they're on to the 2023 clubs. But anytime you you completely don't have a, a staff bag anymore and you're open, you're trying everything. And there's no doubt that he's trying everything. So I, we've seen this before where it can potentially just lead to a little bit of indecisiveness with certain players. And you hit one bad shot with a four iron and your inclination is maybe it was the club. You know what I mean? And maybe it wasn't me. That's so what I, I say, Joe. Like, you're going to hear me. You're going to hear me say that a lot. Definitely the club. Not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't even hit a four iron. So hopefully we don't get any log par threes. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just an, another thought that's going on in his brain that I think isn't necessarily all the way around golf. It's picking the right setup and hopefully getting a major championship this year, which is, I'm sure, his goal. Yeah, I'm also probably going to have to update his headshot here, no longer with Hugo Boss. So uh, I guess that free that agent, man, have to get out of here. Um, there is there is some movement, obviously. So we are, you know, 15 minutes away from this IPO closing. Get your bids in now. If you're trying to get involved for the first time, Power is the coach you're looking for. There's a link in the description. Get signed up. Go bid on some guys. Um, the top of the board shaping up a little bit here. Justin Thomas trying to catch up to John Rahm. So JT kind of, I don't want to say he got boned here, but like a ninth pre-rank for JT at the Tournament of Champions feels tough, right? And I don't know how you want to describe the recent play from Justin Thomas. He finished fifth at the Hero World Challenge. There's only 20 golfers there. Him and Spieth boat raced. Uh, Tiger and Rory, like I don't know if we count anything for that, but like this is kind of a tough pre-rank for him. Brutal pre-rank. I think he's going to have a massive year, honestly. I think that he, um, I I put out an article. I think he's going to like cement himself as the face of American golf. Um, he's been huge in terms of like the team events, right? The President's Cup and the Ryder Cup. He's like basically our de facto captain at this point. From now going forward is Justin Thomas. Like he's playing all the big matches. I want to see him. He's had the two, well, one major and then the players, right? I want to see him start to put it together. And I think that this is the year that he can really do that. Um, I did see that he's going back to the blade, like an old putter. That's obviously like, it's not a strength of his. So I'm not really worried that it's going to hurt him any more than it normally does. But if he can kind of get that part of his game figured out, 
Um, I'm extremely bullish on him in terms of a season long thing. I think that I think that this could be the year of Justin Thomas. All right, let's get out of some of these stars here and find some more value. So Tom Kim, after jumping up to 576 early, hasn't moved since then. Cam Young right behind at 536, Sung JM 532. And then you get a handful of golfers between $5 and $3. Joe Sam Burns, Seamus Power, Sahif Tagala, Jordan Spieth, Adam Scott. Those are the ones we haven't talked about. Is there a golfer or golfers in that range that you've clicked the favorite button on tonight? You know, I do kind of like Sahith. Honestly, he was one of the, the most consistent returners last season that we saw with that, you know, the highest in the sport in terms of a season long type deal. Um, I think this is a great course for him. He's 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 aggressive, but he's loose with the driver and it, with 48 yard wide fairways, you can feel a little freedom on the tee box to swing away. Um, I like the fact that he won the team event. So maybe you could argue that he potentially got that monkey off of his back a little bit. I think that he's poised for a big year. And I don't know. It's it's weird that maybe this is just a narrative in my head. But with so with the offseason and the holidays and everything that we just went through, I just trust him a little more than I do on like Spieth right now in terms of how he's coming, the, the preparedness coming into this event. Maybe that's um, what are your thoughts on that? Am I looking too much into it? Uh, no, I mean, I think you see some of these young guys who are a little bit more focused on just playing a lot of golf all the time, as opposed to whatever else life brings at you. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard to argue with the results here. He's going to be a little bit more volatile than his peers, but, but Sahith's uh, 11 wins, nine losses in his last 20, 27% average ROI again, does not include that, that QBE, uh, shootout victory, obviously, but there's, there's some good results in here for, for the young fella, um, going a little bit further down. Uh, you know, huge question marks around Hideki Matsuyami. He's two dollars and ninety nine cents per share at the moment. Aaron Wise, who I, I'm sure will catch steam in the next ten minutes or so, and then you get a couple of Canadians in Hughes and Svensson. Is there anybody in this two dollar range at the moment that you think is worth the investment in? Um, I'm going to have an eye on Mackenzie Hughes. Look, when when I kind of try to assess this, I try to look, especially this far down the board. Players are going to have a weakness in their game. So what are their strengths and weaknesses? Mackenzie Hughes is amazing short game around the green putting. Um, he's top five player in the field in each of those categories. I have a little bit more emphasis this week than I think the public perception may be on what's important. And where is he bad? He's the worst player in the field off the tee. I think that that can be mitigated this week a little bit because he can't hit a fairway. Um, but we have these huge wide resort course fairways. I think that that mitigates his weakness a little bit. I put a little bit more emphasis on what I would consider the strength of his game. Um, and he's coming off some pretty good finishes, like four out of the last five top 25s. He obviously had the win at the Sanderson Farms. He went through some swing changes that are that are really sort of paying off for him. Um, and, a, and, and a lot to play for, I think, to start the season in one of these elevated events that's no cut. There's a lot of money on the line for these guys if they can get themselves a top five to start the year. The Svensson, the Hughes, um, the Strakas, the Molinaxes of the world. Like this is this is they've they're ready for this event. And also worth noting, like Joe's right. Like, you know, he he's assessing kind of the strengths and what you're going to need probably a little bit different than most go for it. Like if, if, that, if you believe that find the guys that fit your, fit yep. your spot, especially there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in week one, right? We yeah. talked about it with everything that's going on, the different equipment. If there was ever a time to be different it's there, there's always a time to be different, especially now do it now. <laughs> yeah. 
And you, you kind of look at a profile on what's happened before. Now, I'll go back to Cam Smith. Mackenzie Hughes is not Cam Smith, but they share some similarities. Cam Smith is not good off the tee. That's his biggest weakness in his game. He gained like, out like 12 13 strokes off the tee here last year because he was just able to hit that driver everywhere and not worry about the penalty of a miss so um and just kind of aligning that player profile now do i think he's gonna win no but can he outperform his expectation and finish like 18th I, I, it's possible a couple of big names down at the bottom of the board right now will zalatoris making his first start since uh the herniated discs in his back one dollar and 51 cents he's the 10th pre-ranked golfer Matt Fitzpatrick making his debut here, $1.05. He's the fifth pre-ranked golfer. Nobody's touched Xander yet, uh, and Corey Connors is just a dollar and a penny. So a couple of names, Joe, that they're obviously going to get some steam here, but the public is not super interested. I think there's just question like let me ask you who would you take of those two assuming they are equal in price fitzpatrick or zalatoris fitzpatrick yeah less I mean, fitzpatrick less been awesome. he's been awesome yeah i but don't he's to your point i think i don't think he garners the popularity like a guy like victor does he's more in the hideki mold where i i think he always presents you know are we talking five ten twenty five cents in value just because i don't think a lot of people um root for him we we I think we have to address the Xander Shoffley. So I mean, did he did something happen in the last hour that I have not seen? Or are because we're gonna have to say, okay, there's Nobody a price for Xander. Know. Yeah, there's gonna be a price for Xander though. I mean, he's still at a dollar a share. We're seven minutes away or less from this thing closing. His fair value is 650. What are even with all the concerns, what are you a buyer at? Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, four dollars. If he's under six dollars, I think that you have to take a strong look at that buy because that at that point you're asking him um, to essentially finish what eleventh or better in a thirty-nine man field where he's had success, where he has a victory. What's now? I may need to refresh here, but what's Morikawa at at this point? Five thirty-two. Okay, so he got a big jump. That was at, that was that last refresh. I can refresh right now. I can actually probably let you get out of here. So um, this is the time of the show where we we let Joe go and he goes and puts his bids in. He tries to take offers from you and you try to take them from them. It's it's eight fifty three p.m. Eastern time, Joe. Why don't you get out of here and go go make your bids? All right, talking to a few. Good luck, All guys. Right. So I'll take you the rest of the way here on this board. We are seeing the, the Xander Shoffley stuff. We're obviously going to keep an eye on. Uh, the seventh pre-ranked golfer who is with five minutes to go, a dollar eighty nine. So obviously we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on that. John Rahm already up over nine bucks per share, nine oh nine. Scotty Scheffler right behind at at eight oh at eight oh seven. Um, Justin Thomas, the only other golfer over eight dollars, and then Patrick Cantlay is in a tier of his own at seven twenty two. Patrick Cantlay's been we mentioned it earlier. He's been he's been pretty phenomenal here in, in, in the jock market. Um, Sung J M $6 and 25 cents. That's the most expensive right now for any guy who's not ranked inside, uh, the top 10 of the pre-rank. So he gets a little bit of a, a knock to his, to his rank, but he's already over his fair value tonight. Uh, 14th is his pre-rank. He's going to have to finish probably 10th or better top 10, something like that to return you a profit tonight. Let me, let me refresh this. We're going to keep a close eye on, on Xander. 8.55 p.m. Eastern time. 
the, we're, at the, we're at the home stretch here. Just a couple of minutes until this this IPO closes, which is going to do right about nine o'clock Eastern time. And we'll see as the bids uh, continue to roll in. If you haven't gotten involved yet, the code you're looking for, power, link in the description. We are seeing a little movement on Xander. Um, now up to 333. So he's still $3 short of his fair value. Okay, worth worth noting. A little bit further down the board, uh, Cam Young over a dollar, a dollar over his own fair value. Colin Morikawa has not hit his yet. So 538 is the current price for Colin. 560 is his fair value. His fair value asks him to finish 10th or better, closer to 11th or so. Uh, not even there yet. Jordan Spieth right on his number right now. So that's asking him to finish 11th or better. Spieth finished 15th at the Hero, lost your money. 52nd at the CJ Cup, lost your money. Tour championship, same story. He's actually been a loser in four of five, has Jordan Spieth. Seen a little bit of movement here on Aaron Wise. He's about to catch up to his own fair value, and Hideki Matsuyama is about to do the same. Big gap still, though, from the 12th pre-ranked golfer who haven't mentioned yet. It's Brian Harmon. I don't think this is a great spot for him, but he's been awesome. $4.22 right now. He's got back-to-back runner-up finishes in his last two starts. His worst finish in his last five is a 23rd. He's been a winner pretty consistently along with some big-time uh, payouts along the way. 8.56 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to flip this board around and I'm going to look at it from a pre-rank perspective. So no surprise, John Rom rocking and rolling, everybody rocking and rolling, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Xander at 465. So Xander and, and, and Homa are the two cheapest top 10 golfers that you can get at the moment. And then now we're seeing a little bit of movement on Zalatoris here. So all the way up to $5.13 for Will trying to make his uh, comeback here. That second tier, that 11 through 20, we do have some value out there. Keegan, nowhere near his fair value. He finished, I mean, he's... He's played well. He won the Zozo Championship. Billy Horschel, nowhere near his fair value yet for tonight. The next tier, that 20 to 30 range. Let's see. We've got a value on Corey Connors. Uh, Sam Burns is way over his fair value for tonight. And we've got a little bit of wiggle room on Mackenzie Hughes while Tom Hoagie sits right at his number. And then the final tier here, the bottom of the board, not too much. Trey Molnax over his fair value. JT posted over his fair value. Scott Stallings over his. Everybody else seemingly a value at this point in the game. Got just a few minutes left. Um, by my clock, it's 8.57 p.m. Eastern time. So we're going to see a couple of things. We're going to see what Xander finishes at. We're going to see what Will Zaltoris finishes at. We're going to see if John Rahm gets through $10. He's $9.45 at the moment. Uh, that's the cheapest he's been since the Tour Championship. If you go back and you look at this event last year, he was $9.66. So we're closing in on that. He ended up finishing second and uh, doubling your money per share, of course. And then you've got Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Pat Patrick Cantlay carving out tier number two with Tony Finau in a tier by himself, the only golfer in the $7 range. And then everybody starts stacking up after that. Some fan favorites right behind Victor Hovland, Sung JM, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tom Kim in the $6 range with some of that value coming in behind. So Xander Shoffley, as of right now, is 465. 465 is asking him to finish 12th or better. In a 39 golfer field for one of the best, it's just all about how you think his back is doing at the moment. A couple guys in which you could say that for 8.59 p.m. Eastern time, we are likely 
very, very close to this thing closing. So we're going to keep rocking on until someone lets us know that we are no longer open. John Rob 966, he settled right there. Scotty Scheffler at 856, no problems. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama right at his fair value, $4.36. That's going to ask him to finish 30th or better. Here comes Sheamus over his fair value. He gets a bad pre-rank at 27th, but 4 bucks a share. That's only asking him to finish about 14th or so or better. So no worries there for Sheamus. Power, the bottom of the board, if you like the real value, the cheapest guy you can get right now, Ryan Brem. He needs to finish like... 20th to return you a profit closed oh shut it down the first ipo of the year is complete century tournament of champions i cannot wait to see what xander went for so i have him. i'm just looking now he is he was 10th on the board so i'm now just put his name into into twitter to see if something happened while we were live and it doesn't appear so um okay. he is labeled the g gt D tag, which I yeah, think is yeah. game time decision, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I, I you have the withdrawal concerns, but yeah, it's it's built into the price, that's for sure. Okay. Well, you know, it's yeah, that's exactly right. It's built to the price. Okay. Why don't you uh unveil your shares for this evening? Okay. Um, Justin Thomas at the top at 829. So I had some shares of Scotty Scheffler. I pivoted those to JT. Um, I like the course fit. How could you not? Okay, sure. Colin Morikawa and Cam Young, both in this mid $5 range. So Cam Young, I'm very bullish on this week. Morikawa, I'm not, but I just felt like it was a good price. Um, when I looked at, you know, data golf has some like true strokes gain stats based on the course and like what they pull and, and he rated out the best player in the field. So I don't trust his short game, but I feel like a lot of people are ready for a bounce back year, and that seems like a pretty good price for him. Um, moving down the board, Sam Burns at five dollars, Aaron Wise at four thirty three, Sahith Thagala at three dollars and eighty three cents, and Mackenzie Hughes, who we spoke about okay. extensively. I, I had to get some shares at two seventy nine. So yeah. those are my seven. Yeah, fair, fair portfolio here. Kind of exactly what you were alluding to: JT Morikawa, Cam Young, Sam Burns, Aaron Wise, Sahith. Mackenzie Hughes, let us know in the chat who you guys, here we go. Uh, JG Funk got Fitzpatrick, Young, Morikawa, so good crossover there. Keegan, Seamus, Svensson, the postman, JT Poston, Molinax, and Aaron Wise. So I think that's four. He has four of your seven there, yeah. Joe. So you and JG Funk are probably going to uh, win or lose together. <laughs> yeah, let's go, bud. <laughs> All right, I'm going to unveil the big board here. The dust has settled. Let's look through this thing. No surprise, John Rahm up top. Scotty Scheffler, JT, Patrick Cantlight, two through four, Tony Finau, Victor Hovland. There are no surprises until we get to like Xander. Xander. 577. Yeah. I think a significant gap there more than I. Th Wait, let me, let me pull it. Let me refresh this here. Okay. So, yes, just the gap from. From Cantlay to Finau, I didn't exactly see like a full dollar gap in there between those two players. Um, and then you and then you have another jump down to to Victor and Sungjae. But yeah, Xander obviously, and I think Morikawa too. Um, the two biggest surprises on the board for me in correlation with like where they are at in other markets and in betting odds boards and stuff like that. It, people not nearly as bullish on them here tonight. 
Most other guys behind are relatively close to their fair value until you get to Max Homa. He missed out on his fair value by a dollar and 52 cents a share. He went for 501. So that's asking him to finish like 10th or better, something like that. So pretty, pretty bearish altogether on Max Homa. Yeah, I think it's just a reflection of that that the pre rank. Honestly, um, that's about like where he sits on the odds board. Like Zalatoris, Burns, Homa, Hideki. That's that's kind of right in the range. So that lines up there. But yeah, he was never going for more than than Justin Thomas tonight. Trying to see if anybody else stands out. Um, Keegan sports a seventeenth pre rank, coming off of a recent win, left a dollar and twenty cents on his fair value. So there might be a little bit of. What do you think of Adam Scott this year? Um, I, I kind of like him. Yeah, I feel like he can win this. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's so when I went through the betting board and we like on Monday and Tuesday, like he was the last. I I drew the line at him of of who could win. Anybody below okay. him, I didn't think could win. I thought he was the last guy who could win. Um. I, I think he can win too. And I have like in my notes to uh, just play Aussies um, with Matt Jones and Cam Smith last year. And I think there was someone the year before th- that in the Harris English year that like popped. Maybe. Uh, maybe it was Cam Davis who had a decent run here. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it, it does feel like he holds a lot more win equity at this event than Sahith or Keegan or Billy Horschel or Seamus Power or Brian Harmon, all guys who went for a higher price than them. You don't always know what you're going to get from Adam Scott, but a couple decent finishes to end the year. Just one that kind of uh, stuck out to me. I was curious your thoughts on. Yeah, while IPO is over, this thing's just getting started. Uh, It's also primetime golf, which will be fun. So you can buy, sell, short, Go, go, go trade your golfers right now. And for the next four days and, uh, Joe, you and I, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm, I'm, I'm setting up something where I think, I think we're going to have a pretty good vantage point of this event, uh, on Saturday night. I think you and I are going to be hanging out, watching this event, making trades, doing our thing with a lot of big screens around us. I love, I love to hear it, man. I cannot wait to get on that plane tomorrow night to come on out there. Um, excited for that. Excited for the, the the content and the fun times that we are going to be able to have. And best of luck to everyone this week in Jock Market. We'll make sure to uh, keep you posted if we see any action. Yeah, that's right. So um, the code you're looking for is Power. If you want to get involved, if you haven't, if you haven't yet, there's a link in the description. Joe's available on Twitter at Tor Picks. You can find me at Rick Run Good. We'll be back next week for the Sony Open. Best of luck. Talk to you guys soon.